Hi, my name is Ayoka, and welcome or welcome back to the pod. Don't mind your business. Mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. For this episode, I wanted to talk about JIA because I don't think I've ever really explained it well on this podcast. And I'm not sure if a lot of people know about it, but it's a pretty common thing. But before we get into that, today is Thanksgiving and I am so excited. Um, My mother's in the kitchen right now. Later, I'm going to go help her out. We're having a whole bunch of food, um, pumpkin pie, blueberry pie, and ham, turkey, all of those, all of the regulars and other stuff too. I'm just so grateful that... Thanksgiving is today. I'm so excited. But then after Thanksgiving, there's going to be lots of cleaning up. But that's okay, you know? We have to work to get the food, obviously. So now to the main thing of my episode. What is JIA? So basically, I have this um, condition. auto. I Well, I guess you could say it's an autoimmune disease called JIA, which is juvenile idiopathic arthritis. It's not an inherited thing or whatever. But basically, it's just your immune system decides to just go and attack your joints. Your immune system just goes crazy. It has it. it, It's like our immune system has a mind of its own. It's always supposed to be protecting us, but sometimes it causes more harm than good. Sometimes it's a little bit overreactive. And basically, as you can tell, juvenile stands for child. Idiopathic means, I don't know, it means like, they don't know where it's from or like they don't know what caused it. Then the arthritis, obviously, swelling of the joints, stiff joints, swan. Whenever I looked it up, it said swan like formations in your joints. And I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. And then um, let me tell you about how I was diagnosed with it. Basically, around November, I think. So, first of all, I had this cough or this sickness for a really long time. I think it was like I I had a cough and a sore throat for at least two months. And I never get sick for that long, so that was kind of odd. And I remember whenever I would try to talk, like my voice, it would be so sore. And usually I wouldn't understand how people can say, whenever someone says, I can't talk today, my voice is too sore. I wouldn't even understand that. I'm like, how can you not talk? Just talk. But literally, I could barely talk. Like, whenever I would talk, my voice would come out, like, all scratchy. And then people would just look at me like, girl, why are you talking like that? But I could barely talk. And then, like, sometimes I could, sometimes I couldn't. I don't know. And then I also had a cough, a fever sometimes, um, some chills. And that was, like, for a month, which is a really long time. Because usually, you know... I think usually people only get sick for one to two weeks, not that, not um, a month. So that was really odd for me. And then later, maybe a week later, I'm not sure about the exact timeline. In November-ish, I noticed that my ring wasn't fitting on my finger. And I was like, why? Like my ring, it was kind of stuck on my finger. And when I took it off, I had a struggle. And then I noticed that my joints, they were also kind of reddish and swollen too and whenever I would just um simple stuff like whenever I would knock on the door like it would hurt my it would kind of hurt my hand 
for no reason. And I was like, what's that? Why is that happening? And then after that, I remember my family, we went on this road trip to a Trevor Noah show. If you don't know Trevor Noah, he's a comedian. He's hilarious. I haven't watched too many of his things, but he is quite funny. You should go watch his show on Netflix, too. But anyway, my mother, she went to a Trevor Noah show, and my whole family went with her on this road trip. And while we were on the road trip, I noticed that the the joints in my toes, they started to hurt, like, and they were red. I thought it was because I was having an allergic reaction or something. They were just, like, red and kind of swollen. And I kept on taking off my socks, and I was looking at it like, what the heck is this? But then I looked up my symptoms on Google. I know everyone says not to look up your symptoms on Google. They're like, don't let Google diagnose you. It's going to be false. Google just um, makes you scared for no reason. And most of the time, that's true. Most of the time, Google just um, gives you some complicated disease or condition that you do not have. But I looked it up, and it said that I had arthritis. And um, I guess this time, Google was right. And then I looked up um, what arthritis in the fingers looks like, and it looks like what I had going on in my fingers. Only the pictures were, of course, more severe. Mine isn't incredibly severe or anything like that. So I, after we got home back to Texas, wait, I think we were already in Texas. I don't know. Whenever we got back home, I went to my regular doctor, um, took a blood test, which, oh my gosh, I hate needles. And by the way, there will be mentions of needles in this episode. So if you don't like needles, then you should probably leave, I guess, or a trigger warning. I'm trying not, I'm going to try to make it like not too gory or anything because it isn't anything like that. But if you don't like needles, like if you get super triggered whenever you hear any mention of them, then you should probably not listen to this. So I went to my regular doctor I took a blood test. She said that I could possibly have arthritis. And then um, after that, I went to my I went to this rheumatologist at Cook's Children's. And I love to say the word rheumatologist because it makes me sound fancy. You know, like I could be like instead of just saying I had a doctor's appointment, I can say I had a rheumatologist appointment today. Sorry. And people will be like, what's a rheumatologist? You know, it makes it sound a bit more fancy, fancy. Anyway, I went to this rheumatologist at Cook's Children's, and he looked at my joints. He observed the way, like, my fingers bent and stretched and how I moved my arms. And, like, for some reason, he looked at my neck, too, and I think into my eyes. Actually, I think some of the stuff he did was just, like, extra stuff. Like, I don't think that was really necessary or something. Because, like... Yeah, he told me to do some silly stuff, I think, too. But then after all of that, he observed the way all my joints and stuff moved. I had to take so many blood tests. Like, oh, my gosh, that was so stressful because I had not drank any water that day. And they needed to collect seven vials of blood. And, like, it's already hard for people to. I already know, like, it's hard for people to get blood from me. Because, um, like, I guess my veins are skinny or something. I don't know. But they had to take a whole bunch of blood tests. They had to get seven vials of blood, literally. And I had not drank any water. They literally had to prick me on my 
on the back of my hand twice and then in the crook of my elbow too. I think I got like pricked four times. They had like the whole nursing squad there trying to calm me down because I was sweating like a lot because whenever I'm around needles for like a long time or they're just like waiting a long time, it makes me really stressed out. So I was like really sweating. I had to hold the lady's hand. We were like playing I spy on the wall as they drew my blood. That was so stressful. Zero out of zero would not recommend. Well, I would recommend the nurses, but the the um experience itself would not recommend. And so now I have juvenile idiopathic arthritis. And basically they treat it with, well, at first, my original doctor, she gave me steroids, not the kind that make you buff and strong, because we would not want that. That would not be a cute look for um, a 15-year-old girl. almost forgot my own age. That would not be a cute look. Well, I was 14 at the time. That would not be a cute look for a teenage girl be all buff on strong it wasn't the type of steroids that made you strong I guess it was the type that just um made your immune system calm down and then my rheumatologist he prescribed me this thing called methotrexate which I used to call meth for fun um which by the way don't do drugs kids don't do it it's not a good idea I took methotrexate for a while it was basically just I had to take folic acid pills for absorption every day and then I would take six pills of methotrexate on Fridays and I think it's also something that a lot of people with um, some people with cancer they take way higher doses of that of methotrexate because I've heard that um, people with arthritis yeah a lot of people on arthritis they may be on a low dose of chemotherapy I'm not sure if that's exactly right but they may take similar things in lower doses and then after methotrexate, maybe around a few months ago, I switched over to this shot called Humira. And the reason I had to switch over was because I started taking Accutane. And my dermatologist, she, she said that Accutane, it could have negative interactions that could actually make me get arthrite worse in my arthritis. And the methotrexate with the Accutane, could, they could have negative interactions, which could worsen my arthritis and we would not want that so basically I now take Humira which is I guess a bio it's called a biologic and it's really expensive like oh my gosh dang you would not want to look at that price tag and it comes in an automatic pen form and then also it comes in a regular needle regular syringe form and I have it right here. I have the practice pen right here. I just take off the cap, take off the other cap, and then I press it into my thigh or my stomach, press it down, and it makes that loud sound. I don't know if you can hear it. And then it's done. And I've tried both the syringe. The syringe, it was like, it doesn't really hurt at all. It's just in the moment. Neither of them hurt at all. It's just in the moment. Whenever you're thinking of it, because like I'm always very um scared around needles. They just stress me out in general. But it really doesn't hurt. The needle size is actually so small. 
Like the lady, she said it would be like a bee sting or something and it didn't even hurt as much as a bee sting. At least I don't think it did. I've never gotten stung by a bee, but. And also like whenever I was watching videos of people doing the shot, I thought it was going to hurt a lot. But it turns out they have the older version of it with the um, citrate. And I guess citrate, it makes the shot burn. It's a liquid within, within the shot that's a binding agent that would have made it burn a lot. But, you know, thank God for technological and medicinal innovations because I have the pain-free, citrate-free one. And, yeah, basically what the um, shot does, I think, I believe it's called a TNF blocker. Or, yeah, I believe it's called a TNF blocker. It basically makes your immune system calm down because TNF, I guess it's a chemical or some sort of thing that attacks healthy joints and causes inflammation, such as what people have whenever they get arthritis. And I guess um, me having arthritis, it isn't really that big of a deal. But um, I know the needle part, that was very scary for me. And for me, like with needles, it's not really about, oh my gosh, it hurts so much. I mean, it kind of is, but it's more about the action itself. And the thing that used to cause me to stress out about needles so much was if whenever people try to hold me down and also the right, the general atmosphere, whenever I have to take a shot or get my blood drawn, that can stress me out a whole lot. So that's why I knew for Humira, I had to give my own self the shot. I wasn't going to let my mother give it to me because that's a no-no. So every two weeks, I just take this. And some things that help me are like, well, if it's someone else giving you a shot or getting your blood drawn, you should tell the nurse to make sure they ad administer a countdown to just let you know when it's going, when the needle will go into your skin and when they're taking it out. Because knowledge of what's going to happen, that really helped me. And especially if you're getting your blood drawn, make sure to drink a lot of water. Else they'll have to do it a whole bunch of times. And that is not cute. And for me, whenever, whenever I'm giving myself the shot, um, you can like um, activate, activate, that sounds kind of weird, activate multiple senses. Like um, I would, I used to um, eat those Sour Patch Kids. So I have my sense of taste going on. And then I would listen to music. So you kind of distract yourself. Instead of just focusing so solely on the shot going into you, it's like multiple things to focus on at the same time. And then I know some people, they're probably wondering how um, arthritis itself feels. For me, personally, it is not that serious. I got like a less severe version of it. It's probably actually going to go away in um, two years or so. I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna be taking the medication for two years, I think. So it'll probably go away by then. The Humira, it actually works like so well. I'm so happy. Like it literally feels like I don't even have arthritis anymore. Like there's no swelling, no pain, no stiffness at all in my joints. It works way better than the methotrexate. So I guess it kind of was worth the price, maybe. I don't know. And then 
I guess arthritis itself, it feels like a kind of burning sensation in your joints. And your joints, your fingers, they feel stiff and red. And it's like you can't really move them that that well. And it hurts. And sometimes it feels like you're imagining the pain. I'm not really, like, it makes me feel as though I'm not sure whether the pain is actually there or if I'm imagining it. And that's what I remember, how it felt like. And I know there's people with way severe, more severe cases than mine. Like some people that have to literally as a kid, as like a baby, babies have arthritis. I know most people, they think, OMG, arthritis, isn't that an old people's disease? Well, they're like, oh my gosh, my joints have, my joints hurt too. I guess I have arthritis. Girl, no, you don't. Well, I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor or anything. But, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, more than that. And some people have really severe cases. I feel so bad for them. Because some people, like, some people will think that they're faking the pain. And I know there's so many more worse invisible illnesses. I'm not sure if arthritis counts as an invisible illness or not. Because there are some um, signs that you can see on the outside, like the redness of joints. I'm not sure whether that counts as... Actually, yeah, I think it does because the pain, the pain is invisible. There's so many worse invisible illnesses too, like Crohn's disease. What's it called? Sickle cell. That one is so terrible. I really hope they find a cure for that one. There's people living with cystic fibrosis, um, diabetes. I'm not sure if those count as invisible illnesses or... Well, probably not illnesses, just maybe disabilities, I guess. I'm not sure the proper terminology for it. Now, of course, I can't speak on those because I don't have them. But, yeah, that's it. So that is me, and that's basically the story of how I, how I was diagnosed with JIA, juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Um, it's really not the big of that big of a deal. You can basically still live out your life with at least the type that I have. You can live your regular life. It doesn't really obstruct with anything or cause a whole bunch of pain because I'm on the medication, as you know. But thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions about arthritis, feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me. at my email and don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel too i'm starting to upload my episodes there if you want to listen on youtube and see you later in the next rendition or edition of my podcast bye